What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Euler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Let's get it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It is 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and that can only mean one particular thing. That is time for the Steelers Blitz to take place. It's time for Steelers Nation Radio to be the place where your station is tuned to, and you might as well not even touch for the next 90 minutes, two hours, however you want to slice it, because it's fun time, baby. It's a Moats Host Wednesday, Woo. and with that being the case, you know Arthur Moats is one part of this show. The other part is Wesley Euler, one decade-long NFL experience, the other with an immaculate head of hair. And at the end of this particular show, you'll get an opportunity to figure out who was who. But either way, we're going to have our fun. And speaking of fun, man, how we living over there, man? Shout out to the Steelers hoodie as well, man. I like the nostalgia that you brought today, man. Yeah, I like this hoodie. Um... I'm in a weird spot, you know, with this this like towing the line of Uh-oh. media guy, hey now, host, right? Uh-oh. But working for the team on game mm. days in the broadcast booth, so that's a very unique dilemma. It way. is because you know a lot of times, like if you cover the team and you wear, wear Steelers gear, <laughs> you're kind of seen as like a homer, yeah, right, or like slightly a fa- biased, like like a fanboy, slightly uh-huh. biased, right? But I also. On game days, like I have to. I mean, I don't have to. It's it's not like man, Mr. Rooney's not putting a gun to my head and telling me that I have to wear gear uh, on game days. Yes, day. he is. But at the same time, I've I've come to realize if you look the part, if you look official, mm-hmm. sometimes people ask less questions. Ooh, is right? that right? Okay. So you know, I've got my credentials and everything's like that on, right, on right. game days. But but the the official gear helps out too. Mm. You know, you just kind of look the part, act the part. Nobody asks any questions. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll be able to, you know, sneak into an extra special media box and Ooh. steal some some owner's meals and well, stuff like that. Not, not from Mr. Rooney, of course. I mean, 
I'm just saying, like, sure, and it's Karen, though, right? But I do like this hoodie. I've had this hoodie for a long time, like, going back to high school. Somehow still fits me. It is vintage, like you said. I think this yeah. might have been my grandpa's once upon Dude, a time, honestly. But, that, yeah, I do. I like this hoodie. See, we this need cameras so that people can see what I we know, got going on. I know. I'm over here, you like— You got the Halloween outfit oh, yeah, you know, you know, I'm always extra with it, man. Shout out to the Chucky movie. Child's Play 2 is what we rocking on today. But yesterday we did hear from the boss man, the big head honcho. Speaking of head honchos. Coach Tom Lynn. And as always, he does, you know, talk about a ton of things, whether it was the injury updates, particularly surrounding Calvin Austin, and the lack of optimism that he kind of communicated to us in terms of his short-term availability this week. And really... uh kind of leaving the long-term decision kind of vaguely or kind of up in question as yeah. well. Yeah, doors wide open. Yes, it's a lot on the table with that. And I know we were talking behind the scenes why I was going to go a different direction, but that did kind of just pop back in my head, and I did kind of think of that. So with that being the case, let's let's dive into that first off. And obviously, Power Grid, Megawatts, we do want to know your thoughts on some of Coach Tomlin's comments specifically uh, surrounding Calvin Austin in terms of, this notion of, man, he doesn't kind of, he's not sounding like, you know, he's going to activate him this weekend. No, well, it has to be or, today. Yeah, it has to be today. It, it doesn't sound like he's going to activate It doesn't yep. sound like, you know, he's going to even play if he is activated. So what do you think is behind that? Is it, you know, do you think this is a good idea? Do you think it's a bad idea? Because obviously when you're talking about the significance of today, like you said, man, if it's not now, then he will have to remain on injured reserve for the rest of the season. Correct. But if you do activate him right now, one of the guys that are on the 53-man roster has to come off of that as well. So, the big question right now is, do you activate Calvin Austin or don't you activate Calvin Austin? Now, that's the part for the power grid, the mega watch. You know, they hit sure, us up sure. at Body 52 the body. and at Wesley Euler. The good hair. But in terms of the conversation as it pertains to us, and I'll direct the question to you, man, um, just in the sense, as simple as I just broke it down, uh, would you activate Calvin Austin the third if you're the boss man if you are in charge of said decisions yeah so there's a lot that that goes into this mm-hmm. right um take your time with it too again on take, the surface take your time, baby take your time on the surface you're right if uh if Calvin Austin is not activated today that means he has to spend the rest of the season on IR. And I believe it was what, 4 p.m.? That's the end of business. I believe yeah, 4, 4 p.m. Is, is COB for the yes. for the NFL. 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that's a nice COB time, I tell oh, yeah. you what. 4 o'clock? Mm-hmm. I mean, perfect, some people man. it's 5, 5.30, 6. 6, yeah. I'll take that 4 o'clock. Come on, man. Beat the rush hour traffic. At this point, Motsi, Mike Tomlin, if you listen to what he said, um, if you listen to the tone in his voice yesterday when he talked about Calvin Austin, if you go back and watch the video, which is, I mean, you can find it mm-hmm. Steelers.com, Steelers YouTube. The videos of the press conferences are always out there and easily attainable as well. He didn't seem like there was a lot of hope and optimism there. Uh, he said it was highly unlikely that he was going to be involved this week, which, again, means that it's probably highly unlikely that we'll see him for the rest of the season. And, you know, he was pretty direct in saying this is a guy in Calvin Austin who's who's been banged up for a long time. He hasn't had any in-stadium experience to this point, right? Didn't even get any preseason games in because he was he was still dealing with the injury concerns. So I understand that standpoint of it. Of again, like we all discussed, we can talk about who's wide receiver number 1 and these different things, but I think we all at least feel confident in the depth that the Steelers have 
at that position group. There's 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 a lot of guys in that wide receiver room who belong playing on Sundays in the National Football League. It's not like you're jonesing for bodies there, right? It's not like you've been decimated by injuries or you've just had a, you know, a, a complete lack of somebody showing who you thought they were. So, from Mike Tomlin when he lays it out like that, this guy hasn't gotten any in stadium work. It's you know he and, had some, and that carries over to the preseason as well. Absolutely, and that's important. That's that's I think this would be a different conversation if he had played in a preseason game or two. But he hasn't had any in stadium work. He's had practice these last couple weeks, yes, but he spent a lot of time away from practice in between there. He's a fourth rounder, which isn't um, isn't a throwaway pick in the seventh round, right? Um, but it's also that's the middle ground. That's the the last of the relevant that's, picks. That's that's the I think what we expect of the yeah. last of the relevant picks. You always want your your first three rounders to contribute as rookies. Fourth round is kind of that 50-50. If you can get something out of them, that's great. You drafted well on down the line. I from everything that Mike Tomlin said yesterday, I would honestly I'd be very surprised now at this point if they activated Calvin Austin because it just seemed like from the head coach they don't think he's close to being ready and what's so it really seems like you're down to two options right either rush calvin austin back or shelf him for the season hope he can get healthy give him some time to learn and hopefully he's ready to hit the ground running next year they're clearly leaning towards the latter in fact maybe they all but told us the latter yesterday at, at around noon when mike tomlin spoke um and honestly i'm okay with that because Am I excited about what Calvin Austin could bring? Absolutely. Does he have maybe a different skill set than a lot of these wide receivers? Absolutely. But at the same time, he's not getting playing time any of over any of the big three, as long as they're healthy, those those things considered. I still would not put him ahead of Pat Fryermuth on the pecking order in terms of targets and, and who I want to see uh, highlighted in this offense. So at best, I think he would be your fifth option. And to me... That's not game-breaking. That's not earth-shattering. That's not going to just completely flip the script for your offense that has struggled to score points this season. Play it safe. If he's not ready, he's not ready. And you don't need to rush him back. Let him have a red-shirt year, if you will, and again, hope that he can hit the ground running next year. That's kind of where I'm at right now. It's it's disappointing, but I again, I don't think it's earth-shattering or anything that's worth like panicking about. I love your context, and I actually do agree with a lot that you said. You know, I always love to play the devil's advocate. Sure. And just, you know, deep dive and have a little bit of fun. And sure. And stir up the masses every once in a while. But um, <laughs> a couple of things in terms of quick reaction. From my angle, yes, I can 100% understand why Coach Tomlin would say the things that he has said. Um, as a player in this league that played this game for nine years, I definitely can understand the challenges that go into a guy getting ready to play. And I understand also the disconnect at times that fans may have in terms of how simple they feel it is for a guy to just go out there on the field. Um, But when you really boil down to just the ripple effects of those type of decisions, it's a lot that goes into it. And we're not talking about just the simple act of do you play him? This is a two-step piece because you're not just saying do you play him but you're also saying who am I taking off of my current 53-man roster to replace them with him and there's still no guarantee that when I replace him that he is physically going to be ready let alone mentally be prepared so with that context along with not 
being able to see him in the preseason because he didn't play in any of the games. He did miss outside of what the first week, first week and a half max. He was out the rest of training camp. That's it. So we are talking about a guy from OTAs and minicamp and based on what he did in the combine and in college. And we're going to project that that's enough to not just play him, but to take somebody else off of this roster that has been currently out there that has been producing or at least helping in some form or fashion. To me, it's that common uh, adage with a bird in the hand is worth more than two yeah. in the bush. <laughs> correct, correct. I know that's a good, that's I know a good pull Steven by you Sims. right there. I know Steven Sims. I know Gunnar Osheski. Do I really know Calvin Austin right now, though? No, you don't. I understand. A couple, a couple non-padded practices where he flashed back in July don't have much bearing now. I understand the good and the bad of Gunnar Oshesky and Steven Sims mm-hmm. right now as return men, what they do well, what they struggle with, as receivers, what they do well, what they struggle with. We don't have any of that on Calvin Austin. And I understand the rebuttal, well, you don't live in your fears. Well, I would also say you don't just make moves out of ignorance either. And part of that does feel like if you just throw him out there solely because he ran a fast time at the combine and because he was making plays at Memphis University, that you just assume that that's going to correlate to the NFL in terms of productivity, that to me is really reckless. Um, it's true. To be, I mean, because the thing is this, he's not the first 4-2 guy to come here. I was here when Dre Archer came here. Dre Archer was the the blazer, the the different element, and I understand different positions in terms of one running back, one receiver, both return men, though. But the the notion was that because he was so fast, it didn't necessarily matter what he knew or didn't know. As long as you get him the ball, he's going to make it happen. But at this level, everybody is fast. So you don't have these competitive advantages like that. You actually have to understand and work with a lot more. And that's the part where if you're Coach Tomlin and you're watching him in practice right now and you're saying to yourself, all he is is fast, but we don't have the other stuff just yet, that could make you really hesitant. So, like I said, from his perspective, I can understand it. But, hey, Wes, I could also <laughs> understand from the play, I mean, from the fan side in the sense sure, of sure. the dude is 4-2. You can figure out a way to get him the ball. Correct. Whether it's a Correct. bubble screen, yep. whether it's a slant route, whether it's a vertical pass. You could have him as a return man. Even though we haven't seen him in NFL stadiums doing it just yet, yeah, he got it. We could put him out there. He's fast. That's all that matters is speed. He was a draft pick, so I get that part as well. I, I do, honestly. Yeah, I do. And listen, I understand right now we are looking for any lifeline. We are looking for any emergency raft. That's probably a bad no, analogy no, no. We're, we're looking for another spark. We're, we're looking for anything for the offense. Another spark, another lifeline, something that can can get the thing going. And I understand. I, I completely get the the perspective of Calvin Austin has has blazing speed. Yes, it was you know in in t shirts and shorts, but we all saw that at moments throughout the off season. Let's get him in there. Let's see what he can do. But I think you're spot on. And when we have these types of potential conversations, mm-hmm. right? And it wasn't a Bill Bill Parcells who says potential gets you fired. When you and I have these potential conversations, and we've joked before in the past that potential can be a good thing, it can also be a dirty word. Yeah, context you, if, does matter. If, if you yeah. if you linger on it for too long, the when we get when we get enamored with guys' potential like Calvin Austin, 
because he's fast, because he offers a different element, a different wrinkle to this offense, maybe a skill set that isn't there right now. We never think about the potential downside as well, too. And and you just you mentioned that perfectly. You said that perfectly. We know what Steven Sims does well. We know where he struggles. We know what Miles Boykin does well. We know where he struggles. We know what Gunnar Osheski does well. We know where he struggles. We also know the influence he has on his locker mates to pack a lipper. We know a lot about these guys, right? All that we know about Calvin Austin is that he's fast, that he has blazing speed, and that we saw him pop once or twice very early, three months ago, the first week of training camp. And he's small. We do know that, That's correct. So I get being intrigued by the upside. I am too. But what we never think of that is 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 the other side of that equation. And that is we're we're thinking so much about the positives and the potential. What about if the negatives hinder you more than those Sims and Gunner and Boykin and the and the guys that I've just mentioned? That's always the unknown as well too. When 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 there's the unknown commodity, we just want to focus on what could be the good, what could be the potential instead of well, hey, what's the other side of that as well? Yeah, and then, um, I mean, there's layers to this thing, obviously, because we have to also take into account, is this a scenario where, because like I said, we're not down there. None of us are outside of the team. We do not see what he looks like right now in practice. But some of the things that I consider, I'm saying to myself, yes, you could start out with an extremely small menu for him. Five plays, 10 plays. But then I ask myself, is he deserving of a package exclusively for himself? Because up to this point, what has he shown that it does say, you know what, he is that type of wildcat. Right, he is that right. type of guy that does it. George Pickens don't even have a package. You know what I mean? In terms of like, yeah. hey, man, these are the George Pickens plays right here. These are the plays we just schemed up specifically for him. But when I think of Calvin, it's like, man, I wonder – do the coaching staff look at him and say, hey, man, he is explosive enough. He is a productive enough player in practice that we feel like he's making so many plays here that we could put him out there on Sunday for just five plays and it's going to have that type of impact. Because it starts in practice. If you don't make plays in practice, you're not making plays in this game. I don't care who you think you are. That is how it goes, man. All the greats, they've made them plays in practice a long time before they ever got a chance to do it on Sunday. Yep. So that context does matter. It absolutely does. When we talk about Martavis Bryant, we knew Martavis was going to be nice four weeks before anybody else did. You know why? Because he was, doing he it in practice was dominating four weeks. practice. Yeah. He was cooking people in practice. So when he got to Sunday, it was like, oh, yeah, he, he, hey, he's, he's ready. To, ready. He's he ready to go. This. Absolutely. L. Bell, you think you, before everyone saw the transformation for L. Bell in year two, we already knew what that was in OTAs. You look at any of those interviews from OTAs, we always like, yo, he's different now. Mm-hmm. This is a totally different running back. It's not the same running back that was out here a year ago. And then you saw it out there on Sunday. It's like, whoa. And everybody thought that was the first time. I was like, oh, no, no, no. He's no, been doing he's this. He's been doing this. He's been doing this. We've this. been seeing this for a couple months Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Yeah. So it has to take place there. So if he's not cooking people in this realistic or unrealistic manner in terms of Calvin Austin and speed, because that is how people like to simplify yeah. it. Simply yeah. because he's fast, he's just going to run by everybody. We saw Tyreek Hill last week. He's one of the, I think, arguably the fastest guy in the NFL. Probably. He didn't just run by everybody last week either. In fact, I think Terrell Edmonds actually ran stride for stride with him on a play. I did see that. And Edmonds isn't our fastest player either, okay? He is not. So, basically what I'm saying is, at times, it's not always about speed. It's about technique. It's about angles. It's about understanding your coverage. It's about understanding how to use the football field to your advantage. So, once again, it's like, if all he brings to the table is speed, 
is that solely enough to activate a player? I don't think so. Particularly one and who at the is, wide receiver position as well, because it's not yes. like we're talking D line or outside linebacker where some injuries are a little bit thin, or even defensive back a couple of weeks ago where they were really thin. We're talking about wide receiver. We don't view our wide receivers as the weak point of our offense. No, we don't. Through the quarterbacks, through Mag Canada, nobody has said that the wide receivers are the reason why we struggle so much. There's been a couple moments that we've pointed out and said, hey, there's some inconsistencies here, but I think everyone agrees the talent is Mm -hmm. there. So, once again, it's like we weren't overly in a hurry to pull any of those big three off of the field anyhow. Right. But now when you start talking about bringing a fourth guy in, now you're cutting into Pat Fryer move. So, once again, is Calvin Austin worth five of Pat Fryer move snaps? Five of George Pickens snaps, potentially? And targets as well, too? That, that, like, that's where, because yep. if you put him out there in those specific things, you're going to be targeting him, right? Correct. Or he's going to be directly related to the action. Or he's going to be the main one, of the, decoy, one of the first two yeah. reads. Yeah. He's going to be involved. So, once again, it's like, is that what you want? And it's not a situation where you can just make this move today and then change your mind next week. It's like, nah, once you activate him, somebody gets the axe. Somebody gets the axe. <laughs> and there's no guarantee that that player makes on your practice squad or stays mm-hmm. or however that goes. There's just a lot more questions that open up for an already big question in its own right. So, yeah. like I said, from a ripple effect standpoint, I can definitely understand why Coach Tomlin isn't as optimistic about this situation right here. And that's without us even being able to see what he currently looks like in practice right now. And that's the biggest kicker. You know, this time of year, you and I don't attend many practices, if at all, because we can't. We're on air doing our job while they're practicing right now. Um, you we got, enjoy not having to drive through that you, tunnel and mess you, with that traffic. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got a million things going on. Go I got ahead. a million things going on. We used to broadcast down there a couple days a week, and mm. then it was easier to watch practice, but mm. that is not the case anymore in the post-COVID hey, 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 post hey, world. Don't, don't be bringing that back up like that, bro. Just, just, just leave that alone. Just well, let, I know, especially you now in our to, new studio. I was about to say, I mean, just let that live. It's like a three-minute commute for just you to let our that new studio. This has been a game changer. 30 minutes for you to get down to the south side. Hey, hey, but they like the fact that you still his TV a lot more conveniently now. See? It's the it's, it's, it's give and take. It's give and take. It's give and take. It's give and take. <laughs> Y'all want me on time? <laughs> we good. We good. We good. So listen, I I you know I do wish that you and I we could sit here right now and say, oh, we've seen it in practice. Mm-hmm. It's there. But Moats and I haven't obviously haven't, and we're not gonna lie to you about that. But the people that have, the people that I trust that do see practice every day are Dale Lollies, right? Are Brian Backos. Mm-hmm. Jim Wexel, who was who was just on uh, with, with with uh, with Wolf and Max earlier, they're kind of singing the same tune that we are. And there's a lot of stuff that they're allowed and not allowed to report yeah. throughout. You know what they're what they see in, in those different things. But I'm with you on that. I love the Martavis Bryant example that you brought up there. Everyone was talking about that. We're not hearing that with Calvin Austin, and you yeah. know we've we've gotten a bunch of tweets on this already. We'll get to those as we roll along. And there's been a few people that have tweeted us just kind of hey. Throw them out there. Well, no, no. See what, see what you got. That was the right there. Was I, was, I didn't want to cut you off, but I feel like you was going to drop that, yeah. and I was ready to get into that part right there. So this is the other context of this, right? So we hear the crowd that it's like, if he's not hurt, what harm does it do putting him out there? Scenario as simple as this. Calvin, you know a handful of plays, right? You know those plays as good as you're going to know them, right? But you obviously haven't repped and you haven't run. You don't know all the adjustments to check, stuff like that, correct? Because you obviously have missed time. We cannot, There's no substitute for that. I don't care what anyone says. 
you have to practice yes. to understand this stuff. Yes. Not watch it on film, not write it in a notebook. You have to walk through, you have to practice it and repeat practices. So, Calvin, I want you in the slot, easy route. You're going to run a vertical, okay? Simple. Oh, no. Looks like we're getting pressure right here. Hey, Calvin, we're going to check this call. I need you to actually step in here and cut off this uh, this nickel that's blitzing off the edge. Huh? Are you capable of doing that? Well, um, I actually never had to because I didn't practice with pads on or do it in preseason or any of these games. I they just didn't ask me to do any of that at Memphis. Hey, I was hey, running downfield, baby. And, and, and guess what? In practice right now, we're in shirts and shorts. So I still have never really had to do that. So now when we go to hand that ball off to Najee, gets hit in the backfield. Okay. Or it's play action pass. Hey, you're the hot. I need you to get ready. But you didn't pick up on the hot hand signal. You didn't pick up on that check because you're just not familiar with being out there. So now instead of you turning around to be the hot, you never look. Kenny gets hit in the face, either turnover or, God forbid, injury. We saw how they reacted to Kevin Dotson just for him making a mistake, and he's been playing and practicing for a long time. A lot more reps in stadium reps than Calvin Austin. But we saw even a guy like him made a mistake, right? And he was a fourth-rounder as well, if I remember correctly. He was. You know? So when we're just talking about what's the worst that could happen, that's all. Not saying that it will, not saying that he can't come out there and it be the other end. But when we're just talking about the probability of which side happening, him coming out there without a lot of practice, without a lot of training camp, no preseason games, and coming out here and being great versus him coming out there and struggling mightily. When you think about all the rookies that we talk about, even DeMarvin Leal, heck, he was playing really well, but, you know, he struggled a lot as well. Nobody really likes to talk about it because he's a young player, and I respect the heck out of what he's been doing, but context matters. As a D-lineman, he gets away with it because he plays D-line. It's not as magnified when you have a linebacker that can clean it up. When Calvin Austin is running a wrong route or he's doing something negative, the same way Tony Romo highlighted Chase Claypool, right? He didn't run a wrong route. He just didn't break it flat enough. That's detail. That's not do you understand running an inside route. That's do you understand the detail that goes with running that route. And this is Chase Claypool. I'm sure he's had a lot more practice reps, a lot more opportunities in stadium to understand those type of details, that type of nuance. And even he still struggles with that at times. Mm -hmm. So. Once again, when you're asking yourself, hey, man, what are the what's the worst that could happen? Well, right there, we saw how when Chase did not break flat, how that resulted in a negative play for our offense. Once again, we talk about some of the interceptions that took place on Monday. And for the Kenny supporters, they bring up the, well, maybe it was a miscommunication. I get it. Y'all want to look for any and everything. That's fine. So if you're going to do that with Deontay, though, well, what the heck are you going to do about Calvin Austin? huh? Because I can assure you they'll have miscommunication as well the longer they're out there. It's just... Yeah, how many reps have Kenny and Calvin Austin had together at this point in late October? So when we're seriously talking about the what's the worst that could happen, just throw him out there, that's how the professional like mind works in the sense of, as a player, that would be my thought process. If I'm a coach, that's my thought process even heightened. Because it's less about that of feeling of, oh, I just love this guy, so I know he's going to come out there and play well. It's more so we have to see you do it and repeat process. And after you've repeated it enough and done it enough, then we actually believe you can do it. Very different. Fans, it's more so I'm going to believe it with my heart first, and then if my eyes tell me something different, I'm going to keep believing it until I can't believe it anymore. How many times do we hear that? It wasn't his fault. No, he still got it. He's still great. He's still good. All right, all right, Dagon, I guess y'all was right. All right, he ain't got it no more. He bad. <laughs> because it's the heart. Yeah. Whereas yeah. for your players, your your football minds, the people that just watch tape, it's just like, 
nah, I don't care what you might say or or what you might have done at that level. We understand that this is a different beast in its own right. And until you come up here and consistently prove that you can do it, we do not believe you, baby. I don't care if you do it once. Right. I, right. I need to see it multiple times because that's what it takes at this level, man. That's well said, Motsi, and uh, I do not disagree. But, hey, those are our opinions. We are looking for your opinions, Power Grid Megawatt. So we are about to go to break, but when we come back, we will be turning it over to you guys to see your thoughts on the Calvin Austin situation. Would you activate him or would you sit him for the rest of uh, the season? Hit us up on the Twitter.com at TheBody52 and at Wesley Euler. And this is Arthur Motz and Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.